0: Listeners, see you guys
1: No no no.
0: I like the energy on that one. Thank you for tuning in. This is Three Men in a Basement, and we're the Ultra Crepidarians. My name is Colin McLeod.
1: Mark mm-hmm. Hall here. Action Jackson. Xmas Jackson Flaxen Waxen. I'm not flaxen that waxen. Oh,
0: don't Flax that waxen no mo.
1: Don't say never. Don't knock it till you tried it. I'm just saying. Just like a little, a little waxen. little bit. little dab will do you. <laughs> little, dab, little dab do, little <laughs> dab
2: uh, yeah, i man, forgot forgotten, you? <laughs> Circling back. <laughs> in this podcast,
0: we review movies and we deliver to you, the listener, an average schmuck's opinion about hidden gems in the wide world of cinema. In the show, we try to target movies that are not total blockbuster smashes. We also aim for ones that are not so obscure that you couldn't get your hands on a copy even if you wanted to. Should you want to? Should you want to? I mean, let's be honest. I want to. Should you? I want, I to. want to. I want to, too. I want to, too. Ooh, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Desmond Tutu? Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Instead, we aim for that delightful sweet spot of movies right in the middle. Ones that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't heard about. Maybe you've heard about but haven't seen. Maybe you haven't seen and heard about seeing it.
1: Maybe you have seen it but you haven't heard about
0: it. Maybe you've heard about people seeing it and you want to see those people about whether or not
2: to see it. What if you've heard people see it? But you didn't see it, and they didn't hear about you seeing them hear about it. Bottom line is, right now, they're hearing
0: about people seeing it. Yeah. And those people are going to tell them whether they should see it Yeah, or not. Hmm. Those people are us.
2: I like it. I'm we here rev-
0: for it. We review those movies, and we, we let them know whether or not they should see them, whether or not they should see a Star Wars.
1: Yeah. Do yeah. we do Star Wars? We don't do a Star Wars. We no. don't do
0: a Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... This week, what did we review?
1: Um I, I think it was uh what's that word? Um It's like twisty, crawly, yeah. slimy. It's, it's it's kinda like what a worm does, but like a really big worm. Pilates.
0: I think you are both describing my ex right now, but Oh man. Mm. I'm gonna cut that part out because that's gonna get me in trouble. Describes <laughs>
2: Describes my why. Uh but Uh, I think we watched the movie Slither Slither oh yeah that makes sense yeah
1: it does ring a bell I was really excited to watch this movie Mark was asking me over and over if I had seen or heard from you know heard of this movie and uh, I vaguely recall that this movie existed but that's as far as it goes
0: uh, so I've seen this movie probably three times, maybe four times. Mark, you've seen this movie. I think,
2: it's, I think I've seen it once. Once. Um, maybe 15
1: years ago. And I had never seen it. So one cherry today. One cherry. It is bright red sensitive cherry. Mm, very <laughs> sensitive, that cherry. Yeah. Breathe on it. Pop. Yep. Goes the weasel. What is
0: happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. Uh Slither a
0: 2006 movie rated R. Uh um, Do you think that's you think it's rated R? I do.
1: I, I do. I do, uh, I this, do think I do yes. think that. It's, this felt like it's rated R for really
2: rated R.
0: This kind of felt like a VeggieTales sequel. I was thinking G mm. but mm. you're thinking R, huh?
2: Yeah. 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 So
0: this movie is super rated R. On a scale of R, I'd give it like a 6 or a 7.
1: I'd say that's uh,
0: yeah, it's got everything a zombie movie should have, and I would, you know, we're getting the genres in a second, but it's got everything that a zombie movie would have, right? But like when... light nudity, a lot of swearing, a lot of violence, a lot of gore. Yeah, but not like I didn't,
1: I didn't see any graphic nudity, which was kind of honestly surprising. A little bit. Yeah, it was. We had we had some. I think we had a butt or two, and there was like a quick nip
2: slip.
0: Yeah, there's a there was a boob. A boob was seen. Yeah.
2: And we've established that they
0: usually travel in pairs so, it's so true. to see one alone in the wild it's remarkable is you know they, something's wrong something's wrong, right right no, not right wrong wrong wrong, wrong. right wrong 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 Left. to right monobob yep uh an hour in thirty five
2: minutes yeah, I wouldn't have wanted it to be longer. I certainly did not want it to be shorter
0: no, I think they I think they could have packed on fifteen to twenty five minutes to this movie and it still wouldn't feel bloated. Like no. it, it was it, it went along in a good clip and it was just like any time you even had the thought of losing interest, some other crazy shit would happen and it would keep your keep your your eyes on the screen. So,
2: yeah, I, I liked how they they continued to um, escalate the stakes and, and we'll, we'll talk about why. But, yeah, I, I thought it was it was structured in a very entertaining yeah, way. Yeah, it
1: definitely moved organically and it it just like it. It took its Its, need its movement
2: was kind of serpentine.
0: It was it almost like slithered. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So who directed this thing?
0: Well, hang on. We got to do genres. Uh,
2: genres. 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 What's a genre?
0: Uh, I was gonna we, say. We'll we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Imdb has this as comedy, horror, sci-fi. Facts. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. In yeah. the same way, the only thing that I would add to that gore is. <laughs> In the same way that when we did Kung Fu Hustle, we talked about like Kung Fu is almost a genre unto itself. I think zombie movies are almost a genre unto themselves. Yeah. And even though this is not a classic
1: zombie movie. It has not... all of the ingredients. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's so it's so close to a zombie movie and it's it's really got all the elements, I would put this as a zombie movie, though not like sort of, you know, characteristic.
2: If you heard the expression like body horror, you know, like Yeah. Th- like this is very yeah, my ex. well. Yeah, my why. But it, it's definitely, like, I don't know if I would call it a horror, but I understand why they're saying it. You know, oh, right? it's to- it's Totor. horror. Uh,
0: yeah. I There's mean, even, like, jump scares. There's even, like, classic jump scares in this movie.
2: Yeah, but, like, if you're not sensitive to gore, it's more comedy. You know, I think that all, at least for me, the horror elements were kind of just all resting on, on the gross out.
0: I, I will say, like, I think, and this is not spoilery, but one of my major issues with horror comedy that combo is that getting the balance right is so a critical and b difficult and i feel like this movie is probably one of the best examples of a perfectly hybridized horror comedy
1: uh i would say i agree my favorite horror comedy would be tucker and dale versus evil well, which is also a beautiful balance far towards the comedy yes it's heavy comedy and you know, is loosely based on horror. Yeah. I would say
2: one of my favorite genres is the horror comedy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See,
0: I would actually like, it's so funny as somebody who loves horror and loves comedy, I would actually put horror comedy, like kind of down on my list. And I think it's because of what I just said. I think it's because it's so hard to get right that there's a lot of like really shitty horror comedies that don't know what they want to be. Like the movie
1: Piranha. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. 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 But I mean, if, if,
2: if we take the best of each, like the best comedy, the best horror, you know, yeah, there's a lot of bad horror comedies out there. But like when you when you knock a horror comedy out of the park, it stands on the shelf with some of my favorite movies. Kind of fair enough. Regardless
0: of the story, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, okay, so the imdb description has this as: a small town is taken over by an alien plague, turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. Okay, so they actually use the word zombie explicitly in this. Yeah. And so you kinda you kinda see where we're going with it, but um
2: I don't know I, if I I wouldn't call this a zombie movie. But I understand why why we're referencing it. Personally, I wouldn't categorize it as a zombie movie. But again, I I, I absolutely understand why why it's said. I think I would, but I, I will definitely give it that it's it's
1: I will give t- it a t- soft t- zombie. T- yeah, level. it's it's tangential. It's, 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 a, not. Lowercase <laughs> it's a lowercase z. Lowercase <laughs> Z.
2: More of a zombie? Yeah. You know? Like a slither zombie? A sl- yeah, yeah. zombie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slombie?
0: A slombie. Hmm. Slombie. My ex. Mm, sounds My delicious. Wife. Uh yeah. Uh but okay. that, that fits fits. So,
1: Who's in this movie? Um Nathan?
0: A little brown coat we might know.
1: Yeah. Nathan Fagillion? Something like that, yeah.
2: Nathan Fagillion? <laughs> he just keeps doubling down, Na- Nathan Fillion. <laughs> no, uh, Nathan Fillion. I I can't think of anything that I don't enjoy him in. Yeah, he's, he's oh, he's
1: so fucking funny. He's great in the Rookie. I I fucking love that show. Is he still making
2: making stuff? I don't.
1: Yeah, so they're actually doing an offshoot of the Rookie, which is the like FBI Rookie, the the veteran. Hmm, it's the sequel to the
2: Rookie. Yeah. The mid-tier. Yeah! The middle manager. The ass man. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, It also had Elizabeth Banks. She was delightful in this. Always is. Have
0: they ever been anything together? So Nathan Fillion also, for you sci-fi fans out there, he was also obviously the captain in Firefly, and then later the movie Serenity. Um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. (laughs) Nathan Fillion is, is amazing. You definitely... Castle. I, I never, yeah. I never watched Castle, but I know he's he's Castle. I actually got um, to
1: meet Nathan Fillion once. No way. Yeah. So I was working at a Starbucks, and this dude comes in dressed like the fucking Unabomber, like black hoodie, black sunglasses, baseball cap, like hood pulled up over his head and everything. And I ask for the name to put on his cup, and he pauses and goes, Nate. And I heard him speak, and I looked up, and that's when it clicked. And he just throws his finger to his mouth and goes, shh. I, I was
0: I was expecting that story to go in a different direction. Just like, there's this guy, and he's like, Nate. And sounded like Nathan Fillion. And then Nathan Fillion came out of left field, beat the shit out of him, <laughs> and ordered a coffee, one coffee for Nathan Fillion. Yeah.
2: Said his name was Bob.
0: That would be a very Nathan Fillion thing to do. It would. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, you yep. know her from shit everything. Uh, Zach and Mary make a porno, which is one of my favorite movies.
1: The Lego Movie, very similar to Zach and Mary in a lot of ways. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of porno in that Lego Movie.
1: Wasn't she in uh, Snowpiercer? She's she was a
0: teacher. Yeah. Um. Wait. No. No. She, no. She wasn't the teacher. Who did she play in Snowpiercer? She wasn't Snowpiercer, wasn't she?
2: Well, you just verbally signed on to that, so I'm gonna continue to believe I'm right. <laughs>
0: no, you know, no, you know what it is. She's, she's No, she's in um, The Hunger Games, and you're getting it confused because one of the characters in Snowpiercer is very similar to her character in The Hunger Games, this sort of, like, flamboyant, overly-dressed person inviting people to murder each other in a dystopic future. She
1: was also in That's, Blade. Yeah. Who was she in blade? She was one of the vampires that breaks into one of the office buildings. She was one of the hench vampires that hung around Fuck. I, I watched it just a couple weeks ago. And Dude, I I Elizabeth looked up at the screen.
0: Banks vampire sounds so- so
1: hot it was um i looked up at the screen and i looked at my wife and i was like is it fucking elizabeth banks and she goes oh my god i think you're right and we looked it up and it, it's true she is the
0: greatest so just if you don't know who elizabeth banks is go find elizabeth banks and say hey uh colin and mark and jackson say you're the greatest and yeah. she'll say yeah i know those guys yeah
2: you can bank on that
0: i went into a starbucks once and i had my hood
1: pulled up and jackson said Hey Elizabeth Banks, and, and then Nathan Fillion beat the shit out. of her. And Then Nathan Fillion
2: beat the shit out of her.
1: Full circle. <laughs> okay. Uh, who else was in this? Michael Rooker. Ooh, that, like
2: that man makes me uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a legend, but like everything he does is super creepy. There are
0: there are two things that people know him from. Yes. Give them to me.
1: Walking
2: Dead.
0: Is there Walking Dead and Guden?
1: Yeah.
2: Walking Dead and Guden.
1: And he played Mary Poppins in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's, I was about to say it. Yep. He
0: played Yondu Udonta in Guardians of the Galaxy. the The blue fella with the
1: with the red mohawk, uh, with the the whistling arrow,
0: special arrow.
1: There's a couple other people in this film that what, you might recognize. One
0: one that you might
1: know, a little gal named Pamela Beasley.
0: Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Uh, gianna
1: J- Fisher. gianna
0: Fisher is in this and she is awesome. Yeah. Yep. All, another friend of the podcast.
2: Yeah, how does this line up with with The Office? You know, 2006, that was was that mid Office? It's kind of be peak Office, I think right? so yeah. Okay. Man, so do good.
0: you think if we if we keep saying that these people are friends of the podcast that we will eventually get a celebrity friend of the podcast? Oh,
1: I'm sure. Yes.
0: Because we're really, like, we're doubling down on this now. I'm having trouble keeping track.
2: I mean, honestly, as long as we don't verify, anything we say is
1: potentially true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. It is allegedly true. All a, of it.
1: A couple of the other folks you might recognize but aren't, like, super big names in Hollywood. Don Thompson. You, you would recognize oh, him I, if you saw him. I thought you were going to say us. Uh, that's true. We were in this movie. What is Don Thompson from? Uh, Don Thompson, he was the detective in Watchmen, and he played Norman. In Passengers. Well, obviously. Uh, played Norman. the tavern owner in Red Riding Hood, one of my favorite horror movies. Played Al O'Hara in Horns. He's done He's done quite a bit, and, and a lot of it is like little bits and pieces here and there. Um, small roles mostly. Uh, another one is Greg Henry, famous for playing Mitchum Huntsberger from Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. You know, that was my first thought, too. And uh, (laughs) with my with my encyclopedic knowledge of Gilmore Girls, I I really thought I saw that guy and I was like, yep, that's Mitchum Huntsberger. Is that what you said? Yep. Nice. (laughs) I
1: got it. I got it. Zach Ludwig was the the little boy that got almost swallowed up by a singularity in the first episode of Eureka. Brenda James was uh, Rodney's girlfriend in season 3 I think of Jackson Stargate getting, Atlantis
0: I think Jackson is getting almost consumed by a singularity
1: it's entirely possible <laughs> his dog almost ate shit too it was crazy
0: that, many dogs do that Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a filthy, filthy <laughs> habit it's cause they're bored, did you know that? so Yondu Udanta was in this movie what else
2: was he in? oh yeah, he was in that other thing oh yeah,
0: Um. the, the protectors of the universe you lost me <laughs> cool. hey, my, Michael Rooker. It's Michael Rooker, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Michael Rooker. Yeah. Yandu. Yandu Danta. Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy 2.
2: Judd Apatow Not in this movie. Cuba Gooding Jr. Not in this movie.
1: I'm spoon feeding him this segue. Who uh who wrote and directed this movie, Mark? James Gunn. No, oh, oh, we got it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> finger bangs, because
2: Gunn. Finger it. bangs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's dang it.
2: <laughs> finger blasting.
1: Yeah, but uh no, James Gunn. Uh,
2: would he had he done anything of note prior to this? because um, this is way before Guardians, right? Um, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: no dude this is this is his first like big big thing but he did okay so he was i did not know this i just learned this by looking at Imdb. he was a like a trauma director
3: what oh
1: yeah
0: so that must be where it's okay so not gonna give any spoilers trauma was a company i think they went bankrupt but they were a company in the 80s and 90s that made like shitty sort of off-color horror comedies their big claim to fame was the toxic avenger franchise and then they made a whole bunch of other smaller shit that was just terrible but fun to watch if you're demented like us and james gunn directed some of their shit it looks like Hmm. uh at least it, it that's the way it appears that's crazy and there is a loose connection between trauma productions and this movie and we now understand why yeah, and we will get more into that in Zer spoiler guden
2: Spoiler moons. Um, are would, we ready to move on to woodwies? Would we's? Woodwies. Wood-wins. All right.
0: Mary fuck kill go. Oh,
2: Mary fuck.
3: No, <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta kill it. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> kill it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I would, I would, I would do all three. Yeah, I would, I would marry this movie. This movie, I'm pretty sure, would fuck me. Yeah, and then I would have to kill it. Yeah.
2: This is the kind of movie that like, I would recommend no holds barred. I love this movie. However, when I sit and think on it for a second, there's a lot of people that would not like this movie. So perhaps
0: many bars held.
2: bars. I love this movie so much because it's just—it's the perfect combination in my mind of of horror and comedy.
1: I had never seen or heard anything about this movie until we mentioned that we were going to be watching it and Mark was like super excited, lit up like a kid on Christmas morning. So I was like, all right, I really enjoyed this movie. I definitely would recommend this. I wouldn't recommend it to people that I know wouldn't enjoy it. So people that don't enjoy... like. the blood splatter kind of, you know, movies. I'm not going to recommend it. I am going to say, hey, I thought it was really good. If you are willing to look past this one aspect, you'd probably enjoy it too. But this is a movie that even my wife would probably enjoy. So.
0: That's a heavy endorsement. Yeah. How about you, Krillin?
2: I'm Krillin now? (laughs) (laughs) So what, Frieza's going to fucking shoot me through the heart and explode me? We got got some time. But uh, would you recommend this? Uh,
0: I would not recommend this movie. Oh, mm. God. Damn it. Saw that coming. Uh, no, of course I would recommend this movie. I'd recommend this movie to the Pope. Mm. He'd po- he'd probably watch it. He would love this movie. He could which, make a sermon out of it.
2: Which Pope, specifically?
1: Uh, I think uh, John, John
0: Paul. Paul. P- pope Puri.
2: Oh. Ooh, he was one of my favorite books. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Puri. He yeah. always
0: smelled really nice. He smelled great. Mm. Kind of like dried flowers. Yeah. Um... Actually, to be fair, I think pretty much anybody from the Medici dynasty would fucking eat this movie up. I think they'd love it. Oh yeah, right. Uh, so, so any of the Medici popes, That's I think, we'd, I think would do well. Good, I good, think good. there were only two though. Medici popes. Yeah. I can't be sure, but they were a power family for like several hundred years, and they were pretty, pretty inbred with the, uh, with the papacy. So, yeah. I, I would, I would wager more, but I can't guarantee that. So yes i would recommend this movie to myself yes i would recommend this movie to most people including listeners of this podcast yes i would recommend this movie to my mother no what about my mother jackson's mother i would recommend virtually anything to. fair i would i would recommend midget porn to jackson's mother she'd probably watch it what about my mama Whoa Whoa Um Raff, I, was, is that you? I I was gonna say no, but um now I feel like I gotta say yes.
1: No, I feel like your mom would watch this. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a
2: What is she? She's Big she's...
1: Fan <laughs> Big fan.
2: What is she... Tell me what she is. <laughs> Big fan. Uh so let's this <laughs> movie.
0: Wow. Wow. Let's take another crack at that. Yeah. buh buh, buh, buh. buh, buh. <laughs> buh, 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 buh Spoilers. We're in spoilers. Spoilers. Oh. This is spoilers.
2: Spoiler welcome, territory. Welcome to spoilers.
0: Welcome. All right. This is uh, where we're at.
2: Um. We've crossed the border. Speaking of borders. <laughs> speaking of borders. The bookstore? Yes. Walden Books. This movie opens <laughs> in space. Okay. You see the through line? Walden books. Se- Segways. Segways are his strength. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's a clear through line between I've Borders wanted a Segway. Borders books and asteroids. Yeah, uh, but this opens in space. Um, similar to uh, similar to a Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much a Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, pretty much a Star Wars. Um, what else? We we're, were. I think we're we're introduced to the the cast before the shenanigans takes place. Big old space rock. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Not so big. Not so big.
0: But not so small.
1: I mean, it looks pretty big, but then you actually see it up close, and oh. yeah, it's not that it's not that impressive anymore. Hashtag grinder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah,
2: maybe. <laughs>
0: Mark's like, so I hear, so I hear. That's I, I, I hear I that I don't, I don't, through I the grate because I don't I don't know, because yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, it's
1: all about scale and lighting.
0: That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's what it is. It's forced perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Lord of the Rings? Right. Peter Jackson is a master dick pic. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a line out the door, you know, just making those things look like hefty, hefty
2: dongers. Um, <laughs> I, I feel as though we're mer- we're, we're, we're meandering. Oh, we, um, uh,
0: Did we meander? Yeah, we started I with... Started. Did we meander right into a field like the asteroid that hit the Earth? It's more of a forest. Meteor that hit the Earth? Okay, okay. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Liquid hot um, magma. Magma. Um... How does right. This okay. Movie. So this movie starts right. Meteor flying through space lands in a fucking field in Bumfucksville. Wheels. What? That's the name
1: of the town. Wheels. Oh
0: yeah. Isn't it like Wheels Wheelsley or something like that? Isn't there like an E kind of?
1: There was an I on the banner, but nobody actually pronounced it. So maybe it's one of those weird silent letters. Yeah. Perhaps. Huh. Uh. So.
0: Lands in Bumfucksville in the U.S. South, let's say. They don't say where, but we are given to understand that it's deep south because they do say Coke instead of soda or pop, which is the preferred vernacular.
1: My guess is Bama because they don't listen to us anyway. Mm, Alla.
2: Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Allah. So we, we we set up our, our characters here. I, I forget if you guys remember the specific kind of course of events, but, you know, we've got this married couple, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Mr. Rooker. Um, there's a big age disparity between the two of them. Um, nothing crazy is happening at this point. They're just kind of, you know, they're, they're married. It's a weird combination, the two of them. Al, um, I, said, I almost said Al Rooker. Um, <laughs>
0: Al Roker Al. would probably have been a weirder match it's for Elizabeth Banks.
2: It's true, um, but he's definitely in this, much older. in this
0: movie at least.
2: Yeah, you. Uh, I think you're told through some exposition that they got married when you know she was still really young, almost like a sugar daddy kind of thing, except not so um, explicit. Yeah,
0: it, it wasn't like a strict and explicit exchange of goods, but he provided you know money and security in her life when she didn't really have a great deal of that and so they got married and they were happy enough let's say yeah. right like yeah. she I don't think was thrilled to be married to him necessarily but but they were like oddly like faithful to each other yeah no they 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 both sort of understood where things were at and I think they loved you know it's one of those things where you I think you hear this about certain couples it's like they loved each other in their own way yeah right and I think that's I think that's true of them right like they They certainly did not hate each other. They were far from it, in fact.
1: He loved her because she was hot. She loved him because he had money. Kind of, but I think she also loved him
0: because he looked after her and he was very protective over her. And she, she liked that. And he was good to her, right? He was very thoughtful about her and stuff like that. And I think he liked her in addition to the fact that she was hot because she was loyal and you know kind to him and and sort of softened him a bit yeah but um, you,
2: you did get the feeling kind of initially that it that there was some weird uncomfortable dynamics you certainly
0: know? the rest of the town did not feel like it was probably as going as swimmingly as they thought
2: well he was at least 15 20 years her senior do
0: you think he was that much older i, I feel like in real life that uh, rooker was but i think so because they, like they, they
2: they referenced her being 17 um when when they got together and he already had like a house and, and a car and like he was already established but they said I, I got the impression that he inherited his money maybe either, either way either way um there's they, an age disparity and it's awkward yeah uh Nathan Fillion is the newly promoted uh chief uh of the small town he's had a crush on Elizabeth Bank's character for his whole life Starla
1: yeah let's see who else <laughs> who else do we need to to, to, to set up?
0: I think that's, those are, those are the principal characters. Of yeah, the, of those three.
1: Yeah, Nathan plays Bill. Michael plays Grant Grant, and Elizabeth plays Starla Grant.
0: That's that's what we get in at my job when we do a shit ton of paperwork. A Starla Grant. We get Grant Grant. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> okay, so
0: and we, and we talk like that. Like, mm, me got Grant Grant. <laughs> 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 mm, Grant Grant, good. Yeah. Make science good. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> Mark okay. is so dismissive.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm mm, I'm I'm elated to Yeah. Yeah. To go off path. <laughs> uh okay. So there's a scene where Grant is in bed. He's excited for Elizabeth's character to come into bed. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have Congress. Sexual. Some might say a whoopee. Um Cushion. But she's not interested at that at that time and it's it's not it's just kind of played off like she's just not not in the mood at the time. Not, not that she's repulsed by him. But he takes it negatively as one would take rejection. Um, doesn't flip out. Just kind of says, I'm, I'm going to go out for a walk. And he
1: ends up just going to a bar. On karaoke night. Yep. Oh, man, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a woman singing karaoke very, very badly and very, very passionately. And gripping the microphone and staring at the screen. Just very intently. And there's like maybe five patrons in the bar, including Grant, Michael Rooker's character. And he's just sort of somberly drinking his beer.
3: Yeah.
1: You just described karaoke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like the fact that Mark said that they were doing karaoke should have tipped everybody off that there was going to be an awkward woman clenching the microphone, singing bad karaoke while... Five other t- people watch To yeah. an empty room while people get like just hammered drunk by themselves.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so this, uh, this lady approaches... Brenda
2: approaches Grant. Grant. Yeah, 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 And she kind of, she talks about how she's got a crush on him, blah, blah, blah. We skip forward a little bit, and they're, like, walking home. There's definitely some weird energy between them. You know, they're they're into each other. They wander... She, she, she told him
0: that, like, she's always wanted to bone him.
2: Yeah, but he's there for it. You know, they haven't past the point of no return but you know he's certainly stoking the fires Um, and uh she throws herself on him yep um but he pushes her back like that was that was a weird and i I, honestly now that i kind of think back on it it's important because you you see that that grant's character like remains enthralled by his wife throughout the entire movie so it does make sense that like even though brenda is throwing herself at grant grant rebuffs her affections even though he basically walked her right to the door he just didn't
1: let her inside was was it her affections she was throwing there i thought it was her boobs but well those were thrown too sometimes those go together and a bit of a tongue
2: oh yeah they were they made out for a
1: hot yeah. second. Um, so so are we to give are we to understand that
0: like boobs travel in pairs with affections
2: not always are they always in, aco- in
0: accompaniment to
2: sometimes Sometimes. I mean, I think that the whole topic is a lot more nuanced than we're able to, to really digest yeah, in this podcast. Yeah. But there's a lot of complexity to it that I'm glad that you're uh, at least alluding to. The next time I see a pair of boobs, I'm going to look for some affections. Yeah, throw
1: on a do monocle, it,
0: do
2: some thinking, some hard thinking.
0: I'm going to do science here.
1: Yeah. Uh, Usually I look uh, for the affections first, and then I look around and see if there's any boobs. Is that how you're supposed to hunt for I, them? It's not, that's how I hunt cuz i have i have found
0: like literally no boobs. So, but i have seen some affections out there in the in the wild. So, maybe i should start with the affections and see if if there are boobs attached. Follow
1: the affections, you'll probably find boobs. Ha. Huh. Sometimes
2: you'll find more than that. That's
1: that's okay too. That's science. Yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um okay, so uh affections successfully <laughs> yeah. rebuffed. Yeah. 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 Yep. successfully rebuffed uh, as well as the boobs <laughs> as well as their Z- Zer, Zer- and uh at this point the meteor strikes the ground behind them they wander over to it
0: not to split hairs but i think the meteor had already fallen
1: yeah they were following a trail of slime they they, they, oh, they found the slime that they found mm-hmm. yeah they
0: found the sort of like they found the spot where it hit okay and then they found they followed the slime to a pi- pillow mm-hmm. vagina yeah, um, it's basically a very moist pillow with a vagina on its back that opened up, shot a dart into Grant's chest, that which, wiggled
1: his way in. Yeah,
0: kind of Matrix style. If you guys ever seen The Matrix, when the fucking tracker like goes into his belly button and he's all like, Aah! and they're all like, Aah! and he's all like, Aah! that um, just like that. It was. Basically the same thing, except it was like, you know, at his xiphoid process. It's like a
1: reverse alien.
0: Yeah. What's reverse alien? You know, chestburster. Neela. Neela. Yeah, Neela. Neela. It was a Neela. And it goes into Grant. Nothing sexual here.
1: Although it did not have consent.
0: It didn't. That's right. You know what? This movie it's unacceptable mm-hmm. did not age well that is like a broader theme in this whole movie too you know that we could probably tease out yeah. oh it, tot- it totally is but I mean that's that's like right sort of like the geiger-esque alien theme that they were playing on right like right yeah. that has sort of been well established in the sci-fi Canon anytime there's like biological infection that transmits at like the macro scale it's always sort of like veiled uh, I was gonna say intercourse but it's really it's it's really rape yep. like it's it's like a veiled metaphor for rape um anyway so this dart wiggles itself into grant takes over his brain he goes home he's not feeling super well he's feeling a little under the weather as they would say Uh,
2: a little peckish perhaps though
0: he is he you know just a teeny tiny bit hungry Yeah. yeah and so he goes and as one does eats
2: like 15 raw steaks i'm just saying like who has that much like Defrosted meat in their refrigerator at any one time, like redneck in deer
1: country.
0: I, I no, I am like a, I am like a carnivores carnivore, and the amount of meat that he had in his refrigerator, not his freezer, yeah, his refrigerator was outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the problem is like meat doesn't last all that long in once it's butchered, like and not frozen. He must have either been throwing a party. Or the dude eats, like, steak for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Which, hey, I'm not judging. If I could, if I could afford
1: it. If John Wayne can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going Yeah, it. No, neither was
0: I. I was you didn't, curious. You didn't know that? John it,
1: Wayne lived off of uh, red meat and black coffee. Like, that was it. Like, that was all he ever had.
0: No, I'm just, I didn't know where you
2: were going with If John Wayne can do it. Yeah. Then I can yeah. too, god damn it. <laughs> No, uh, and, and this brought up one of my quotes, and I'm just going to throw it out there because I got a couple. It's one word, meat. No, no as, as he's like going through like the refrigerator, he's like, meat, meat, you know, like like as, as you do when you're hungry.
1: That's what I do. Yeah. Um, all right, what happens next? I, I think we, we flash forward. So he has the needle dart thing in his brain, raids the fridge, grabs the meat, right? Then you see a scene where he's emptying out a bunch of leaf bags in his basement oh. and puts a net over it yeah. and is like rolling around in it like a dog looking for a comfortable place to lay down. He's nesting. He's nesting. And that's when you're really certain that this is no longer like the same Grant. Like he's, he's eating raw meat and packing it down and making like a nest and shit's getting weird. You, you've just described my Friday night. So, Solid. Th- thank you for judging me. Yeah, anytime.
0: Um, I am offended.
1: Well, I've never been invited for Friday night, so. <laughs> Friday night, meat and nesting. Yeah, what? <laughs> we
2: call it the meat roll. <laughs> we just get a bunch of meat and we roll. And we roll. You so. <laughs> like
1: to roll in the hay. <laughs> roll, roll, roll in the hay.
0: Meat roll, uh new band name called it. Solid okay. meat roll. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh okay. So things progressed pretty quickly. So basically Grant begins to devolve pretty quickly. Like, every time you see him, he's more bloated. He's, like, losing skin. He's got rashes all over his body. He's swollen. He's drooling. His hunger is getting more severe. So, like, the first time he, like, goes to get more meat, he goes to the supermarket and he, like, buys the meat.
1: Fifteen ribeyes and, like, several hundred pounds of ground beef.
0: Oof. Uh It gets, obviously, a little bit more severe than that, and he starts to, like hunt the neighbor's dogs, and then, like, cattle and shit like that,
2: and... um Well, before he gets too uh, morphed, he swings by Brenda's place again. I love that you looked at me for approval on the name.
1: Well, I don't remember things. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Gutierrez, just so you know. It's not her last name. It is. I. What? Yep.
2: <laughs> I can't challenge you. I'm <laughs> just doubting. I just have, like, really intense doubt, and that's all I have. Check Imdibah. Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. She, you know, he shows up smiling. You know, she says her husband's away. Uh he goes inside. Who's he? Brenda's husband. Mr. Gutierrez. Mr.
0: Yes, Grant goes to visit Zer Brenda.
2: Zer Brenda Gut. Frau um, Brenda. Yep. Frau Brenda. Over the course of his time there. The course.
0: Over it was, the intercourse. It was such a lengthy encounter. Well, <laughs> So, In the course of his time there, he manages to Well she
2: disrobes, he starts to disrobe, and then like some weird phallic Tentacles Yeah, come out of his chest. Um insert themselves into her belly and uh he...
0: T Tentawieners.
2: Tentaw tentaviners. Tentaveners. Um
0: Tentawiner. Good and, band name uh, called it. Uh
2: well she's not having a good time and he just like it's it's weird too, like as the scene is, like, fading out, like, you see him just kind of, like, get comfortable and he just kind of has this, like, relaxed smile on his face, like, very accomplished and then, like, the scene changes. I like, it's, it's really weird. Keep in mind, yeah.
0: his tentaweeners are are still coming out of his chest and going into her stomach and pumping things in.
2: Yeah, real weird stuff. Um,
0: Okay, Tentawiener exchange is, like, item number two on Friday night's to-do list, so you two stop judging my lifestyle choices... I and, and we'll get along. About the and, and we'll get along fine.
1: The
2: dictacles.
0: The, di- the dictacles.
2: Gross. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see what what else happens here. Um, so Brenda goes missing, and they've kind of like established that like there's cattle missing from a bunch of people's uh, property.
0: Tentacocks. Mm. That's what it is. Tentacocks.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, so a bit of a manhunt comes into play here. You know, we've got Nathan Fillion, he's got all of his deputies, and it looks like he's like deputized some other like random civilians.
1: Before we go too much farther in that, there is one scene that sort of leads up to this. So Bill, Nathan Fillion's character, and Wally, Don Thompson's character, show up at Elizabeth Banks' uh, Starla Grant house, and they're like, hey, if you see him, can you let us know, he was last seen at Brenda's place and Brenda's missing and Starla's kind of freaking out because she's like that can't be him he can't he he can't be the one that's done that maybe it's someone that looked like him and Bill's kind of like yeah okay yeah maybe yeah Yeah. it's possible yeah it's absolutely anything's possible Mm -hmm. Uh, so later that night she's on the phone calling Bill and Wally because she discovers the nest in the basement um, oh. and she gets freaked out. She's like, I don't know, something's wrong. Like It's no longer just a nest. It's no longer just a nest. What's, there's like what's there? there's like carcasses hanging there. There's just meat strewn all over the place. It smells like It's a tapestry of dead animals. Yeah. Pre Tapestry <laughs> of Dead Animals this is a pretty good band name Daddy's too. That is a pretty
0: good one. <laughs> tapestry of dead animals. <laughs> Now what 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 genre would Tapestry of
1: Dead Animals be? Bla- would, black metal, right? I would think, uh, yeah, black metal. I don't know Tapestry of Dead. Animals. I, mean, I
2: I might argue that that could be some kind of like folk know, band. Um, maybe modern classical, Norwegian. It's definitely Norwegian. There's yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. They, they're they're opening for Cradle of Filth.
1: So she calls <laughs> she calls Bill. She's like, Hey, this is not right. I need I, like you were just here. I need you to come back. And she hangs up the phone because. Grant is standing outside her window, and he just roars like this oh, inhuman yeah. roar. Cues roar. her up the betrayal, and comes in the door and is like freaking out. Right, puts her in a chokehold, and then his arm like morphs into a like giant tentacle, and looks like an anaconda is like like a boa constrictor is just wrapping around her. And that's when this is an Kendall actual tentacle. Up. This is an actual tentacle, right. not 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 a tentacle, not the tentacox Yeah. Uh, Tentacocks, that's right. Um, terminology is important.
2: <laughs> it's biology, man.
1: <laughs> Precision of language. Yeah. So, Bill must not have gotten too far, because he showed up real fucking quick. Comes in the door and is yelling freeze. And, you know, he gets off of uh, Starlight and runs for the door. Uh, Grant does. And Nathan Fillion's character says one of my favorite lines, The fuck was that? Yeah.
0: there are like several lines in this movie that sort of approximate that. It's like quite literally just externalizing what the director knows is going to be running through the mind of the audience. Uh-huh. Like, yeah,
2: what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's it's like almost a fourth wall break, but it's 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 not. But like it like hints at it. It's a nod, yeah. It's a nod to it. Yeah. So um, then
1: we fast forward three days later to this scene that Mark was setting up.
2: Okay, yeah, that, that's when like the the real manhunt kind of begins cuz they they now know that Grant is is the um is the person of interest. The thing of interest. The
0: slug monster of interest. Oh, the yeah. squid of interest.
2: Squid
3: of interest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Squid of interest, new band name. Squid of interest. Jesus, squid of interest. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Setting up the tour. What what type of music does Squid of Interest play? It's definitely folk.
1: Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, nautical folk. Oh, like sea shanties, like like revamped sea shanties, like yeah. some Nathan Evans shit. I
0: feel like it's like it's it's like that. It's like it's like sea shanties meet like Skrillex. Mm. Yeah, squid, like Nathan s- Evans, squid of interest. Yeah,
1: gross. It just sounds dirty. Or the Dorena Harvey band.
0: <laughs> there, 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 Once was a ship that was put to sea. Wah, 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 wah.
1: <laughs> There's actually a version of that song that's like that. Skrillect. Yeah, it's 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 on my it's it's on my repeat. Mm-hmm. You have the lyrics, that dude. I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but you're not gonna not say it. I'm say it.
2: Okay, so manhunt, <laughs> they are looking for that was, Grant. That was so much better
0: than, yeah. You
3: know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so they, they, they load up on their guns. They they kind of, like, figure out where, roughly, they think he's going to be next. Um,
0: it's kind of funny because they, they kind of have, like, one of every kind of gun.
2: Yeah. There's, like, a me.
0: like scoped hunting rifle. There's a shotgun. There's a desert eagle. <laughs> There's like a couple different variations of ARs. Yeah, there yeah, there there is an assault rifle of they're, some of some flavor. They're video game guns. There is like a snub nose wheel gun.
1: It's like all the firearms training this police department had came from playing Doom.
0: Yeah, and then and then like your standard like, you know, USP or Glock style yeah. like like modern pistol. A couple uh, of
1: Berettas. I think there was a Mosin-Nagant too.
0: <laughs> and a Luger. No, there was not a Luger, but now we're just... I wouldn't have been shot. Now now we're just naming guns, and if there was an additional gun in this movie, it definitely would have been a Luger or a Gatlin gun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so
2: they're sitting there waiting to ambush Grant. Um, With their world of guns. Yeah. It works out. Grant shows up to eat a cow or take a cow. Take a cow prisoner. Both. You're going to abduct a cow. He kills Uh,
1: the cow and then drags the cow off, presumably for him or something else. To eat said cow. Yes, yes. Captures. I mean, that's cow. what we have cows there. That's what they're there for. Yeah,
0: it's for
2: snacks. So they confront him. Uh, and by this point, Grant really does kind of look like some kind of weird shrimp, squid-looking thing. You know, he's he doesn't have legs. Um, A squimp. Yeah. It's real. Looks
1: like something out of the the game Forest. Yeah. No,
0: no, 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 no. What does he look like? A squid. No. Uh, what does he look like?
2: Looks like the thing really. From
1: the thing. Oh. Nope. Oh. What does he look like? <laughs> you tell me what he looks like. He looks like something that fell off my dick during the war. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mic drop. That was a quote.
0: So, they follow Grant, who is a squimp, and... um. Where do they
1: follow him to? So they're following him to this, like, barn out in the woods. So he's making his way, and they're following the, the slime, and they come to this barn, and all of them are starting to, like, choke and cough and, like, cover their face because it smells. Sorry. Follow the slime. Follow the slime. God damn it. Good band names.
0: That's a grunge band. Oh, 100% like follow the slime
1: like garage yeah opening yeah.
0: up for Alice in Chains and fucking Nirvana mm-hmm. yeah yeah follow the slime one of
1: the one of the best bands that I actually got to work with was Garage Mahal <laughs> and I actually hung out with somebody this past weekend who is friends with a member of a band that I went to see when I was with the Fremont Freaks called Scrumptious and the Backbeats Patty if you're listening I hear you, buddy. Yeah, Patty. Anyway, so, they follow the slime. Is he the fellow that they named the wagon after? No, that's my other friend Patty. You're thinking of the cake.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Because you eat cake in the back of the wagon. Yeah. This is the Patty cake wagon. Yep. Hence,
1: scrumptious and the backbeats. So, they follow the slime to this big smelly barn, and Nathan Fillion... Pops the door open. And they find... Well, they find Brenda. Yeah, they they did find Brenda. And she's not feeling so well. Do you uh-huh. remember that scene from Willy Wonka when Violet Beauregard uh, swells up after... Um, oh, yeah. Violet's got nothing on Brenda. No. I
2: feel like
0: another good analog to this is in one of the Blade movies, I think it's the second one, they find the... Was it, is it like the librarian? It's yeah. actually yeah. the first Blade movie. Is it in the first? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they find like the librarian, who's like this vampire, who's what a thousand pounds or Easily. or so, and he's basically just a mop of goo with a face. This is that. This is that. Yeah. She is. Oh, jeez. But I'm tra- it's a, it's... trying to she's, uh, trying to think of something for like a size. Of, I mean, not to exaggerate, not to oversell it, but about the size of a small house, like a like a one or two bedroom bungalow.
1: Yeah. About yeah.
0: that size. Um.
1: She well overshadowed the tractors in the barn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, sort of comic proportions. Um, but that is arguably the second best known scene in this movie uh, because it was part of the trailer. It was very, like, it was the thing in the trailer that actually, like, tipped you off, that this was, like, a comedy in addition to a horror movie. They, like, open up the barn and she looks at them and she goes, yeah, I'm not feeling so
2: well. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's hilarious because she's like she's still very you know very um, much Brenda. Yeah, she's like I'm just so fucking hungry. Like, can, G- can you hand me that possum over there? G- can you hand me that
1: possum? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit of the possum.
2: Oh, um, but she starts to like quake and quiver and um, come apart at the seams.
0: My suspicion is that she probably had IBS. I I also have IBS, and I know what it's like to bloat out terribly, come apart at the seams, and then explode.
1: And occasionally propel yourself forward. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: so I mean, if I'm, you know, if I were a betting man, I would say it was IBS. Mark and I had this discussion earlier, he thinks it was the two or three metric tons of raw meat she consumed I'm not convinced. You thought it was more of like a stomach, like an intestinal condition. Yeah, I mean, she could also be gluten intolerant. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I've seen people swell. Yeah, mm-hmm. y- y- you wouldn't believe what it's what celiac can do. Bread, horrible. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, to...
0: rice flour is what she needs. Uh, Speaking yeah. of
2: bread, bread, duh. I see where you're going, pops. Yes. Into like an Olympic she, pool, cokes. She coax? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, this yeah. isn't. This, this isn't is in Alabama. the south. Yeah, Coax. She cokes, uh into a swimming pool. You know of uh, slugs. Yeah, just just fountains out slugs that proceed to like just destroy everybody in the room for the most part. They're like jumping into their mouths and like crawling into their their bodies and only what like Nathan Fillion survives. Um, Elizabeth Banks.
1: Yep. And one of the this. officers. Yep. yep, and, and a, fucking, and a and stu- the
0: mayor. And a stupid and the mayor and a stupid mayor. We
2: haven't we haven't talked about the mayor. The mayor was introduced earlier on. He's just your your classic like shitty small town mayor. He was
0: like... the mayor that was like part of the comedy shtick because it was like, oh, like the person who is this morally bankrupt and completely inept. Could never be elected office. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's, funny, it's funny because it could literally never happen, ever. right? And that's why it's funny. And and so that is one of the the things about this movie that may, may, it maybe didn't age so well, but mm. it's really funny because it would never
1: happen. It would never happen. It's so unrealistic. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the mayor survives. The mayor uh, is played by Greg Henry, who plays Mitchum Huntsberger from Gilmore Girls.
0: I mean, obviously, I mean, he's very—he's very—he's Mitchum. Yeah, Mitchum. I mean, he's just just like very Mitchum. Mitchum, Mitchum uh so yeah you get introduced to him early in the movie he's like driving down the street on this like bright and shiny sunday morning and a guy is in the road like unloading his truck like not this massive lifted truck like well i think he was like delivering something he wasn't being like a dick he was just yeah he happened to be blocking traffic because he was like taking something into a store and this guy is just laying on his horn he's like move
2: your car cocksucker This <laughs> and- <laughs> like woman and child is like walking by and the woman like uh hello Mayor <laughs> you know? He just puts on this like weird smile and yeah. So so he was there at that moment. He survives the the slug explosion, but like a good maybe five, six slug explosion, other characters.
1: New band name, I call it.
0: Slug explosion. Yeah.
2: yeah. Fair enough. Slug explosion. But everybody else is like a good five or six other characters are gone at this point. But the slugs also like escape into the forest heading towards the town.
0: Yet another not so veiled like rape metaphor is like these slugs are exceedingly phallic. I mean, all slugs are phallic, but like these ones are
1: particularly
0: veiny. If you get what I'm saying, and uh, forcing their forcing their way down people's throats as mutant alien slugs are wont to do. Yeah. Um, if I had a nickel, you know, every time that happened to me, I mean, right. I'd, I'd have 30, 35 cents probably forty cents,
1: give or take.
0: Thirty-five, because I mean, I, I.
2: Let's say thirty-seven.
0: Yeah, split the difference. Thirty-seven fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have thirty-seven fifty. Yeah. No. Thirty-seven cents. Thirty-seven point five cents. That's a big difference. A half a cent. I'd have to cut a penny in half. A hay penny. A hay. Oh, no! A hay pennies worth slightly more than a cent. I'd have to take like thirty percent off a hay penny.
1: I thought a hay penny was a half a penny.
2: No, it's a penny made of hay. Yeah,
1: because you're thinking of a wheat
0: penny. I am thinking of a wheat penny. A, a wheat penny. But if is you actually more. Fa- but if you actually found a hay penny nowadays, it would definitely it would definitely be worth, be worth more, than, than, more a than a penny. So you, you'd have to cut like thirty percent off and like take that.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, Slugs out of town <laughs> we're, we're, You know, we're we're gonna take a step out of math class. Currency tangent aside. Into economics, mm-hmm. we we eddied there in economics for a minute. Mm-hmm. Now we're back um, in Slugland. Uh, in Slugland, Brenda exploded, and the slugs went everywhere and uh, uh, murdered some people. Oh, what's yeah, happening? Yeah. Oh, my God. So and she, the she, slugs, you know, book it for town.
2: Yeah, there's, and a, there's a there's a quick scene with the farmhouse. This family, they're having a nice dinner together, and you know, they're all, like, going to bed for the night, you know, more or less. And Less. Yeah. Less. Uh, <laughs> the wave of slugs, like... Goes past their house and, like, invades the house. And mom, dad, two of the, the younger children um, get slugged. And, like, the, I don't know, teenage, young adult daughter... Kylie. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. She's almost slugged. Uh, she gets half slugged. But, like, she gets slugged enough that she has, like, some kind of weird psychic connection to the slug. She gets slorged,
0: I actually think, like, this is not... A totally like non-existent trope in these types of movies. So, like one movie that I think is very similar to this movie that I don't think is on our list, but we might want to put it on our list at some point, is *Ghosts of Mars*. You guys ever see that movie? Uh huh. It's fucking. It's way <laughs> over the top. Ice Cube and uh oh, Lord. Jason Statham. It's like like among their first movies. It is fucking crazy. But the premise is we are on Mars and we're like, mining Mars, and we uncover a chamber that was, like, clearly constructed, not natural, and this gas or virus, whatever, gets released into the air, infects people, causes them to turn into, like, mindless zombies bent on destroying their own species, and they, like, murder this town with the intentions of spreading. Meanwhile, a fucking, like, SWAT team of police officers are trying to move this guy named Demolition Jackson played by Ice Cube... And they have to stop this like murdering posse of alien zombies. Not totally, totally different from this movie in, in many ways. Maybe less Ice Cube, but ultimately, what I'm getting at is in that movie, and in actually several other movies that, that I can think of, the idea of like some character getting like partially infected and then like gaining deep knowledge about the nature of the infection, what's happening, like...
2: All the exposition. That yeah,
0: it's it's all exposition. Just dipping a toe into the world and then sort of, like, relaying the information that they've gathered from it to the rest of the, well, the it, characters. It's
2: It's that scene in Independence Day. And the same... Yes,
0: exactly, exactly. That's that's another great
2: example. Uh,
1: um, another example would be Pacific Rim when he drifts with yes. the Kaiju brain. Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: It's kind of necessary to like establish lore when you're when you're facing something that doesn't talk, you know, when it's like a force of nature almost.
0: Yeah, yeah. You that you're totally right. It, it and it adds depth to the movie, right? Yeah. That would not otherwise be there. Why is there fucking aliens? Why did they do this? Why are they all you know slugging us up? Well, here's why. Uh, it's an alien jizz monster that throws its its goops all over the fucking galaxy and little infects goop. planets and and it's like a hive mind virus. Yeah. Goopadoo,
2: little goopadoo. Um, so <laughs> the, the goopadoo. That <laughs> is
0: that that is Muhammad Ali's lesser known special move is the goopadoo. It instead of the rope-a-dope... Instead of tiring you out until you know he's ready to just light you up, the goopadoop is spit where acid on you. No, the goop-a-doop is where he shits his pants, and you get so distracted by the smell and the mess that eventually you will slip in the dukes, and he will light you up on your way
2: down. Uh, I, that is the goop-a-doop. I thought it was going to be something where, like, you know, he shits himself and then you just walk away, and so he just claims victory. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what do they say? Arguing with an idiot is like playing chess with a pigeon. It's like, no matter how good you are at chess, the pigeon will knock over all the pieces, shit on the board, and then strut away like it won. (laughs) Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, so, farmhouse, uh, older daughter... Kylie. Kylie. Exposition (laughs) dump. uh, She fights off the slug. Nathan Fillion's character rescues her. Yeah. Which is important because now she's like the exposition luggage that just kind of gets like carried along for the rest of the movie so whenever the main characters have a question about the motives or any of the like um I don't know movie physics you know like why is he doing this or what's he gonna do next they can just pour to her and she can just spout off any
0: Anytime a character has a question about
2: the Goopadoop,
0: she's there. That is why she's one of the most devastating coaches to have in professional boxing. Um, because mm-hmm. the best boxer is Muhammad Ali, right? And his Goopadoop doesn't work if she's doing the coaching. Her, her, her guys just come back to her and say, Hey, what do I do? And she goes, Don't snip in the dookie.
2: Goopadoop. Goopadoop. Okay. Oh. I don't know.
0: I'm sorry, I can't. The goober is just on my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have such, I have such, like a vivid mental image of how I believe this, you. of how this would play out <laughs> in a boxing ring. Oh, okay, okay. Um. <laughs> so Nathan Fillion and this girl Claire, Kylie, Stephen, Kylie. M- Rebecca, Jenna, uh, Fisher. They collect. Elizabeth Banks and the mayor, and the four of them, head into town. There is a brief scene where Nathan Fillion is trying to get Jenna Fisher on the phone, gets her on the phone, and she unfortunately gets infected. And then you actually hear her tone change. Like we said, it's a hive
2: mind. So once
0: somebody gets infected with one of these slugs, they become Grant.
2: Oh, uh, Jenna Fisher plays the dispatch woman uh, or or kind of like office manager at the the sheriff's office.
0: (laughs) the office manager a role that she made up herself
2: she continues to play to this day
0: there's two ways that you can get a promotion you can wait for an opening to come up and then apply for it that's the usual way but I really think this could work nobody else nobody the office no (laughs) (laughs) wait hang hang on hang on hang on I know what's going on yeah um anyway <laughs> Don't pretend like I'm predictable. <laughs> uh yeah, so Jenna Fisher, uh you see her get infected, more or less, and she comes She gets goopa She gets goopa She gets back on the horn with him, and her voice has changed, and you can tell it's Grant, like we said, it's a hive mind, so she is talking to him as if, you know, <sighs> It's it's hard to explain, but through
1: Grant's mannerisms, he he tends to call people by y- yeah. like nicknames and stuff. One of the ones that he cycles through is Killer. Y-
0: yes, but it's not just that. It's it's like everybody who's infected is Grant. So anytime you see or encounter anybody who's infected grant is aware of you and how you're moving and where you're going so it's basically like you're running into the same person over and over and over again and so when she's talking to him she's talking to him as if she saw him you know at the house and in the in the barn and you know here and there and all these places um she's talking to him very in a very familiar fashion and that's what sort of tips you off that like all these motherfuckers are connected um, and yes, in addition to the mannerisms and, and colloquialisms that he uses. Um, so she gets affected. They get hit by a car. The mayor gets dragged out. Elizabeth Banks gets dragged out. Nathan Fillion and Delilah, they book it and uh, they head for Grant's house. They no, head- no, I'm sorry. They head for the police station in order to get a grenade. Yes. because the, Yeah, they had set it up earlier that like probably found a grenade in some like some bust. Somebody was going to go boom fishing. Yep. So they get the grenade. They go to Grant's house. He gets in a fight with a deer. Gets a fight with a deer, as one does. Yeah. Uh, ends up at Grant's house. Elizabeth Banks is there. She kind of lures Grant in. Grant has turned into a blob monster. The blob monster. Jabba the Job of the Blob. Blob of the Hut. Blob of the Hut. Blob of the Hut is the new band name. We are just racking them up today. That's, that's more of a ska band. Blob of the Hut. Yes. Uh, That is a ska band. Absolutely.
1: So
2: she's, like, not being flirtatious, but, like, she understands that, like, he still has feelings for her somehow. And so she's playing on that. Not... On like then that scene in Alien Resurrection where Sigourney Weaver like gets up close and personal with like the humanoid alien. Oh yeah, and like just like almost disarms the threat through just being feminine all, wiles, being all sexy-like. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's really kind of like that.
0: Yeah, you're totally right, and I feel like this is not a, a again a totally unheard of trope that like a female character who's in a particular and there have been instances of of male characters like this you know maybe misery is a good example of that but like typically a female character who's under threat of like violence or or sexual violence sort of like leans into it for a second to try to
1: get the upper hand get the
0: upper hand and disarm the person and then like comes in hot with a fucking like attack or in this
1: case a mirror it was a brush oh it was a brush yeah yeah Was a hairbrush yeah
0: with an inexplicably sharp point. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's just negligent. That's, that's irresponsible on the part of the company that made the fucking yeah. brush. I, I'm i sorry. Literally, I'm never going to buy a brush if there's a knife on the end of it.
2: No. Well, what if you're cooking, but also trying to keep up on your hygiene? But it's a sharp edge. It's got a pointy edge.
1: Okay, so what if... What if you're
0: shish kebabbing? Yeah. All right, but you're All right. also you know, no. I stand corrected. You're yeah, right. You're right. You're right. You. I can see. I can see.
2: Thank you. Okay. Uh, so we're talking about the brush. She stabs Shish- Grant.
0: Shishka brushing. Shishka,
2: Shishka brushing.
0: Shishka brushing. I don't know if it's a band name, but Shishka brushing is definitely something that you do to relish in your victory from goopa-dooping somebody. I think I
1: think Shishka brush <laughs> is the uh, the opening. The opening song from, uh, from Tenta Wieners. Tentacox. Cox.
2: So she stabs Grant in the head several times, okay? And he's agitated. He's quite As agitated. one does. Yep. I
1: mean, I'd be agitated if somebody stabbed me in the head several times. Yeah. Honestly, the last
0: time I stabbed Jackson in the head several times, he was furious with me for like...
2: Dude, that shit sucked. T- like 25 minutes at least. You just gotta suck out the venom.
1: Well, I can't suck the venom out of my own head. i got to have somebody else do it. I ain't sucking your head. That's the first time you've said that. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Uh, Okay, so Nathan Fillion
2: shows up. Hang on,
0: no, let's go back to the head. (laughs) Let's go back to the head. (laughs) (laughs) Let's rewind the tape. Okay,
2: we're going straight to the tentacles. Okay, straight to the tentacles. You know, he said that before, too. It's true. I ain't sucking that head. We're going straight to the tentacles. (laughs) That's weird. Okay, uh, Nathan Fillion's character shows up. What's his What's his character's name again? That's Bill. Bill. No, Bill shows up. Don't, don't, don't. You're not gonna. We're gonna keep this on track here, okay? Okay, we're not sucking heads. We're We're talking about the tentacles. Okay.
1: Uh, shows up. Blah blah blah. Gets Gets knocked back. Yeah. Uh, so he He goes for the grenade, and he's gonna blow up Grant. And Grant weaves one of his tentacles in such a way that just throws him out the window and the grenade goes off in the pool and there's this geyser of water it is the alien slug orgy
0: goop monster version of a bitch slap yep if you will
2: yeah oh one thing that we forgot to mention is like so grant's slithery weird body now has other humans like morphed and, like, attached into it. Think, um, like, John Carpenter's, like, The Thing. You know, yes. like, it's very, very, like, weird and, and and goopy
0: and slimy. Or a slightly deeper cut, um, if, if anybody's ever seen the movie Society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it's, I mean, very akin to what Mark said with The Thing. It's goopy, slimy, people fusing together, kind of joint. I mean, Friday night. Am yeah. I right? Like, it's, yeah. what, it's, it's what we do. Saturday evening.
2: Um, but, uh... So the heads are like like the heads of like other bodies that are connected are like just saying things that Grant is thinking like his subconscious. And like sometimes they'll like they'll moan and they'll make sounds. And it's like this really weird collection of noises when when she's talking to Grant. But anyway, Nathan gets knocked over. Grenades lost. Fortunately, a propane tank rolls into the scene. I think I saw the director uh, just kind of roll it in because it just worked out. Oh, and by this time, uh Grant has two of his tentacle wiener things into Bill. Just balls. the one. Just the one. One. Yeah. Uh it takes two. It's it's
0: more of an epoxy. Which is actually like it takes two, that movie with, with Mary Kate and Ashley Olson. Yeah. This movie is basically a shot for shot remake of that. Like a s- spiritual movie. with
1: Successor. elements of New York minute.
0: Yes, exactly. And this scene was the sort of culmination that helped you realize, like, oh no, it's a, it's an ex- it's an exact yeah. remake of that movie because it does take two alien tentacocks to actually like impregnate you with the hunger of a thousand suns.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so this is like an episode of Family Guy. You say one thing, like, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole episode is done. Okay. Uh, so he takes one of the tentacle tentacocks, stabs it into the propane tank, starts pumping propane into Grant. Let's see, does does uh, Starlet Star Starla Starla? Does she have the gun? Did she throw him the gun? No. So
0: he uh, Grant tries to retract the the tentacock and drags Nathan Fillion in all the way, basically underneath him. And Nathan Fillion says to her, "Shoot him! Shoot him!" And so she shoots him, and a combination of her, like, basically shooting and blowing holes in him, and then there's, like, a, a light that's shooting sparks down on top of him, ignites him, and then, you know, moist orgy Grant turns explodes. Turns into goo. Turns into goo. And that is the Goopadoop. Yes. That's the. I mean, that's the.
2: the that's the culmination, culmination of the The culmination of the Goopadoop. Goopadoop. Oh, cause, yeah, because it's, like, earlier in the movie, they come up with this theory that because. All the slug people have Grant's memories. Grant must be kind of like the the host. Yeah. So if they if they kill Grant, then everything that had come from Grant is done. So I mean,
0: he he did buy like fifteen houses. Yeah. Rib so, eyes. Rib eyes. So I mean, he was hosting. He was hosting something. Right. Right. So having a party.
1: At least he bought him dinner first. Yep. 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 So Grant pops and.
2: Roll credits. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Almost, yeah. So there's like a little brief walk away. Um, Bill, Starla, and Kylie are like walking off into the sunset. And they're just all sort of like staring blankly because what the fuck have they just witnessed? And all of the mindless zombies that had the uh, slugs in their brain collapse onto the ground and everything ceases.
2: Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like walking out of the house and there's just bodies everywhere. They had a bad day. Um. Yeah, dude. I I just jam on this movie. Like, it's really, really gory, really gross, really awesome.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know anything about it. Uh, but I mean, as far as the acting goes, I really love the actors that were in this. And I mean, it's good too. Nathan though. Fillion is one of my top five actors uh elizabeth banks absolute legend michael rooker never disappoints um fantastic honestly
0: i i got to agree on casting and acting and writing like mark said you know the written word is only as good as its delivery and the delivery of an actor is only as good as what's written on the page and those two things were working in concert beautifully in this movie You can't write, like, exasperated, you know, outraged, confused dialogue for just anybody. You write that shit for Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Right? Like... Elizabeth Banks, I don't like her, her performance was like a little bit more subtle, but it was the kind of thing that like you you watch it and you're just like, yeah, no, that's that had to be Elizabeth Banks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it really was very well acted. It was funny. It was witty, but it was also like, there were some like fairly decent jump scares and it was like really gory in a good way. And then, you know, my, what am I going to say? Why did I like this movie so much?
1: tentacocks the, that's it you got it i had the
0: strangest boner through this whole
2: movie
0: uh no but the practical effects yes were yeah. just fucking outstanding
2: i felt like they did a good job of using practical when they could and then the cgi i don't feel like they they overdid it and even though this movie is, it's it's starting to get old, it's like 15 years old now, it still held up, you know? I oh, think it totally did. They, they used the CGI for like the slimy effects that are always going to kind of stand out and glisten. But like Brenda, well, I mean, that was all practical, you know, at least mostly. The um, close-ups
0: were for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you literally just build a wall of flesh and get somebody to like press their face into it, right? Wall of flesh, new band name I call wall it. Wall of flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it could be Wall of Flesh, but could Wall of Flesh not be the single on the EP put out by Blob of the Hut?
1: Very well could be. Wall yeah.
0: of Flesh could be their number one hit. Yes, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, anyway. Uh, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Score <laughs> soundtrack, I don't know. It was what it was. Actually, no, I tell a lie. The soundtrack is fucking banging because the, the last song in the movie, <laughs> was so funny oh yeah i i'm gonna butcher this but it's something to the effect of like i don't give a fuck my dear just leave me alone was, was this <laughs> i
1: love you baby but leave me the fuck alone that's there it
0: is i love
2: you baby but yeah. leave me the fuck alone uh creativity blew it out of the
1: water
0: oh,
2: absolutely I... yeah
0: that was this that was this movie's strength
2: yeah um but Interestingly, there were a lot of echoes from other movies, but never all together.
0: You have to play the game. And playing the game in this situation is weaving the tropes, right? Like you you have to give something to and I use this in a, a gender neutral sense. You have to give something to the fanboys, right? And you have to know what's going to land with people. And people like their tropes. Yeah. And so you can you can telegraph what a movie is about and what you want it to be, how you want it to be interpreted by which tropes you choose to endorse and put in your narrative and which ones you choose to leave out. And this movie wove those beautifully. And I actually think that is, I will lay that exclusively at the feet of James Gunn, not only because he was writer director, but because I've seen him do that in other things he's written and or directed, you know, guardians of the galaxy is a perfect example of weaving together recognizable tropes from sci-fi from fantasy from superhero and comic book movies like he was masterful in that and this movie is no exception he was right. masterful in what he decided to put in you knew exactly what you were watching
2: in some ways this movie kind of felt like like a B movie that was like pulled up out of the sludge A bunch of money thrown at it, a bunch of like talented actors thrown at it. This movie had no business looking as good as it did. Like it was nonsensical. It was gross. Like this is something that you that you don't typically expect to see a list actors in. If
1: you had a shot for shot remake with a different director and a lower cast of actors, this would have been a C or a D movie. Yeah, but because of the elements that were imbued and combined just perfectly i would put this as like a b plus movie
0: i i would put it i, I mean, personally I'd put it as an a minus at least but the one thing that like almost pisses me off when i think about that because like i i totally agree with what you're saying like you know mark you were saying like this it feels like an elevated b movie one thing that like almost pisses me off when i think about that is like that was something that was not totally uncommon in the 80s and 90s yeah it was something that like like occasionally a movie, and I say occasionally, several times a year, a movie would get a budget that it probably should not have gotten, based on what was written on the paper, and it turned out to be a fucking gem. Uh, yeah, Breml- and it also Gremlins too. It, exactly. No, no, no. Leprechaun, Back to the Hood.
1: Mm. Um, <laughs> I have seen that movie. It's,
0: oh, it's glorious. Um, no, but seriously, there are some movies that like hit it out of the fucking park, and you're just like. This is just a fucking amazing movie. Then there are other movies where it's like, this movie had a budget that it shouldn't have had and they swung and they missed. And that, in my opinion, as as somebody who like, I will go toe-to-toe with anybody on my love and affection for B-movies. Oh, we know. (laughs) Oh, you know, you know. That is to me what makes a good B-movie. A B-movie is not engineered. You don't make a B-movie with the intention to make a B-movie. A good B-movie... Is a failed A movie. Yeah. Was there anything else that we liked? Um, Are we just done gushing about this movie? This movie gushed a lot, and I feel like we're <laughs> I feel like we're gushing back.
1: I I loved it all. I honestly, I really did. I didn't think I was going to. What um, di- What didn't
0: you like? Is there anything you didn't like?
2: Nope. Not for me. Not for me. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I can't... know.
0: I'm, I'm kind of racking my brain too. Like, I don't want to come up with nothing because I'm sure there's something. But it really is a really funny movie um like funny but also like good balance it's it's clever it's kind of
2: scary i mean it's kind of creepy scary in in a handful of parts the only thing i can think of is like if i were trying to watch this with the wrong group of people i wouldn't like that but if i'm watching this with the right group of like this just i enjoyed all of it yeah thanks man yeah. We're, we're the right group
0: of
3: people yeah. that's not uh, we're
0: well, the right yeah, group of people we're the right poop Poopa goop poop goop we're the right we're the right goopa of people
2: um, but yeah no <laughs> I mean the effects were good I mean, it, was, it was all good it was all good for me I had a good time are we ready for quotes yeah I, I threw mine out earlier I got another one i think this was said by bill i forget what scene it really doesn't matter all that much but like he was stumbling upon just some of the elements of this movie and he just kind of like says so what's going on here exactly you know, as he's just trying to, like, wrap his brain around the, so the, the fucked up shit that's The is scene where him.
1: that quote comes from is they stumble on Brenda, who is the size of a small house, yeah. and she says, I'm so hungry, like, I don't I don't ever remember being this hungry before. Can you can you hand me some of that, the possum. Some of that possum? Like, just, just a little bit of the possum, and Mitchum, the mayor, goes and throws up outside the door, and then Bill says, so, what... What's going on here, exactly? it's <laughs> <laughs> like just lost.
0: Also, just a little bit of the possum is Meat Roll's hit song.
1: Yeah, it is. Yep.
0: Um, was that? Yeah, yeah. I no, see, and I, I, I thought
2: that that quote kind of just kind of fit the entire movie.
0: Uh, okay, so I'm gonna start with my my two like normal quotes, and then I'm gonna go to what is without a doubt the greatest quote in this movie so at one point when they're trying to uh, hunt down grant they know that he's sort of on the periphery of town they know that he's hiding in the woods and somebody says like well why don't we just sort of saddle up and get a posse together and go in there and get him and somebody's like you are talking about a hundred thousand acres that's finding a needle in a fuck sack (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: that was wally that
0: said that amazing Uh, (laughs) Need a little fuckstack that I will be using that at some point. Uh, There was another point shortly after that where they, they were basically trying to figure out exactly where he may be. And they had a good line on the idea that he might be at this person's house. And so they're like looking at a map of the town. And they're like, oh yeah, there might be a you know so and so's farm, yada yada. The family that ends up ultimately getting slugged. And somebody goes like, oh yeah, I know that guy. He looks like a chipmunk. And Nathan Fillion, without missing a beat, comes back on him with, yeah, your mama wasn't too thrilled when you came
2: out either. <laughs> Dude, his his quips are just so fast. Oh, they're amazing. Oh. Uh, so you said you had one... W- w- what was your, your I, holy I, so, grail?
0: So so I do have the best line in the movie. Okay. I, I apologize for taking this. Well, we'll see. I, f- I feel like I'm...
1: I think I know which one feel you're talking like, about. I feel like
0: I'm hoarding it. So one of the sheriff's deputies is a lesbian. And they're talking about Grant and Elizabeth Banks' character, Star... Starla. Starlight. the Starlight, Starbright, first star I see tonight. And she's basically like the sheriff's deputy is kind of ragging on Elizabeth Banks for getting together with this guy in this, what we had previously described as like maybe a tiny bit of a contrived marriage, right? She was kind of judging her a little bit. And Nathan Fillion <laughs> says something to the effect of, I bet you if he had a vagina, y'all would marry him too. <laughs> and this little kid goes, what's a vagina? And he goes, it's a country. So where Chinese people come from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Chinese. The Chinese. Oh, God.
0: Without a doubt, the greatest line in this
1: movie. Easily. Um, so my first quote is literally the first dialogue in the entire movie. So you're you're watching the meteor fly through space, and it's approaching the planet, and then you see Bill and Wally in the squad car, and Wally is pointing his radar gun at a bird and goes, huh. Whipperwill flies about 27 miles an hour. I would have figured it'd be faster than that. 30, 31, 32, <laughs> 34 even. Oh, Wally. So,
0: I think he, I think you he heard that lonesome will. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Bill and Wally are at the bar uh, in his next quote for dear cheer which is like a party that this town throws at the opening of deer season. Which is like a very Michigan thing. It is. It's a, this is a southern
0: town, but this, yeah. that's a very Michigan thing yeah. to do. Um,
1: And Bill is staring across the bar at Elizabeth Banks' character, and Wally looks at him, follows his line of sight, and goes, Huh, surprised you're able to lift that mug you've been carrying that torch for so long. It's such a good line.
2: <laughs> it is. It and, is just uh just
1: devastating. So my last quote, Nathan Fillion is in the car with Kylie and they pull up on Elizabeth Banks and the mayor getting chased by these slug zombies and he looks over and he goes, my easygoing nature is getting sort of fucking tested.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is like extra funny because it's so self-aware because he is actually like super
2: easygoing and chill. Mm -hmm. I love his quips in this. There's so many good
0: good And it's not the kind of thing that like everybody could deliver. Ryan Reynolds could deliver it. Yes, right. Like it's it's that kind of personality. Nathan Fillion, obviously, but it's not the kind of role that could go to just anybody. Right, right. Uh, Are we Lurdern?
1: I think we're Laura Dern.
0: Are Are we ready to rate? Yeah,
1: I'm
2: ready. Well, if you're ready, then uh, let's let's hear it.
3: All
2: right. Loud sounds. Loud
3: sounds.
1: ( playoffs) Loud (laughs) noises. We're
0: making noise.
1: Y'all ready for this?
0: 106.1.
1: The game. All right. I am going to give this an 8.4. Whoa. How do the gate strong? Conglomerated slug monsters. Cong- conglomerated?
2: Conglomerated
1: slug monsters. It's like a, a
2: collection of not coagulated.
1: No. Okay. This is like
2: a like a co-op.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
0: this is, so yeah, it's like everybody has a day that they do the dishes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I will give this movie a six point nine goopadoops. Fair. We can't just, like, let the goop-a-doop no. not... You can't just let it sit there. No, you don't let it sit there. Oh, good God, don't let it sit no. there. No, 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 no. That's how you get diaper rash. How do you think I got IBS? <laughs> you don't... I let a goop doop sit, mm. and um, I've been paying for it for years. Every month. Every month. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Is it my cycle? <laughs> This is not good, Jackson. (laughs) Three to five days. Oh boy. Oh no.
2: Oh my god. Um. Okay. I am also going pretty strong with this one. Um. I'm saying 8.3. Whoa. Tentacocks. And again, this is my subjective rating. Like I fucking love this movie. You know? Yeah. So, uh, go for it. uh, That's what my rating reflects. Okay. 8.3 tentacocks. Tentacle clocks. Tentacle clocks. It's a chronological phallic thing. <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> a chronological fallacy. If you. I'm know. I'm
2: quite literally
0: imagining like first of all a tentacle clock. I'm imagining like would be actually be kind of a fucking cool clock, like a yeah. like a like a sea monster themed clock where like the hands are tentacles. Oh yeah. That, so I'm. The, I'm picturing, that's baller. I'm
1: picturing like an anchor with that brass housing that oh, they could yeah. do like the you instruments make, right you can make it like a porthole almost yeah and then the the hands are like these like Thulian tentacles yes ooh yeah uh,
0: but the original intention was tentacocks so i am imagining so like now little, the... little 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 wee heads on on the end of the tentacles see
1: i'm picturing little like the the barbs of the anchor are like circumcised penises okay i think plural
0: wait wait, no no no
1: no we're gonna explore the circumcised thing for a second well because it looks like a mushroom you know sort of like the like the barb of the anchor like all right he made all right he made a he he made a reasonable
0: argument for why they needed to be circumcised i'm i'm gonna drop my i'm gonna drop my formal because it's got a
1: muffin top
0: yeah i'm gonna drop my protest that's I'm not the, wrong. No, you're not wrong. That that is that is a reasonable. <laughs> that is very reasonable why they would need to be circumcised. So
2: it sounds like you were getting defensive there, and you decided to just drop the fight before you put your gloves on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dropped the
0: fight because I realized, like, like you were ready. Guys, the guys, for the war. guy's packing. He's got he's got he's got a very sensible reason why that wee wee needed to be chopped off.
2: Yeah. It's like you heard it, you're like, oh, what what, what? and you started like gathering stuff up in a backpack yeah, like war. Why did they to need to, to be war. circumcised? And I like, thought he just chose it randomly. Yeah, you, you open the door, you see his argument, and then you just
1: <sighs> you gave up. No, this was a very careful thought.
0: Yeah. Because theoretically they could be uncircumcised, but if you wanted that anchor to catch on anything, he can't have a sheath.
1: Nope. It's a fact. Gotta have the tip. Yep. Yep. Just
0: it, though. Wait, no, you got to not have the tip. Right. you got to nip the tip.
2: Right. It- nip it in the tip. Tip is slip. What, tip-, tip slip. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. A tip slip. You know, a tip slip is really,
0: like, not something that you see, like, male celebrities. No.
2: Well, no, I think a tip slip is when you, uh, well, let's just say you're a little premature with the zipper. Oh good god. It's not a good, oh, good god. It's a bad thing. You as don't a, want to. As a as tip a slip.
0: Scottish guy, I just assumed it was like when I wore my kilt in public and like, you know, I took, took slightly too high of a jump when I was when I was dancing around. Bit of a tip slip. A thing. tip slip. Yeah. I did not realize that yeah. it was involuntary circumcision via the zipper of one's mm, pants.
1: We've all
2: been there. Thank God I have not, but I hear it's the what? worst thing and Yeah, I've never I yeah.
0: I, Dude, I, I've literally gotten my foreskin stuck in Jackson's zipper before. It's
2: true, right? But that's why I stay away from Jackson.
1: <laughs> that's safe. That's that. Uh, you know. That's to be safe. fair, he does go
0: around trying to zip up foreskins in his zipper. <laughs> I but gotcha. Why do you think I wear hoodies? I I don't know. Tell
1: us. Cause they got the big zipper. You know? oh you can get lots lot of more bulk. real estate yeah oh yeah. it's a wider net
0: how many how many have you gotten in one go at least five whoa yeah man that's like orgy level of foreskins do you keep them usually yeah
2: I'm not even upset pretty impressive yeah, I, have a, I, have I have a jar
0: I'm amazed yeah just a jar or like is it filled with something it's filled with foreskins oh yeah oh, good god
2: it's my oh. trophies <laughs> 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 yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Polite acknowledgement. Polite
0: acknowledgement. So, we lorder. We Uh. All right. Well, that is all for the All Crep Review. Thank you for listening. If you have any ideas for movie reviews, please email us at 3. That is the number 3, menandabasement, at gmail.com. Um, please, we, we've got just a fucking bevy of bands here for you to listen to. So, you gotta check out Meat Roll and their number one single, just a bit of possum. Um Tenta Wiener, who very quickly renamed themselves, rebranded as uh Tentacock. Um Tapestry of Dead Animals.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites.
0: Yes, they are opening up for Squid of Interest.
1: It's <sighs> S- gonna be such a good show.
2: Simple sounds for complicated emotions.
0: And Mark's favorite band, uh, he's gonna follow the slime. Because follow the slime Follow the Slime in Slug Explosion. Uh, I think the drummer is the same between those two bands.
1: I think you're right, yeah.
0: Um, It's definitely a percussion thing. And then Blob of the Hut with their number one
2: single, Wall of Flesh.
1: That's my... I I fucking love that song.
2: You know what?
1: I almost walked down the aisle to that song.
2: Yeah, that's a wide dermis. That's a wide dermis.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: wide dermis is yet another single by Blob of the (laughs) Hut. Um, I think
1: that's the end of the album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast. And until then, I am Colin McLeod, Medical
1: Pierre, Action Jackson.
0: And we will see you in cyberspace.
1: Bye. <laughs>